Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most cinematic city between Fargo and Albuquerque. Today we're talking movies, lots of them, as the 34th annual Stars Denver Film Festival goes down in the Mile High City. I'm Vanessa Martinez. In studio with me today are Diatribe co-host Ron Doyle, Stars Festival programmer Matt Campbell, and Real Social Club uh, founder, mm-hmm. spokesperson, Jenny Bloom. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thanks Hi there. Uh, real quick before we get started, I'd like to let our podcast listeners know that we are now streaming live on WKRPRadio.com every Friday morning at, nine, at or around 9 o'clock. Okay, let's talk movies, guys. Uh, Stars is turning 34 this year, correct? Yeah. That's uh, not too shabby. <laughs> it seems as though, however, there's a lot of film festivals popping up these days, like almost every other week or something like that. So, Matt, since you attend so many of these festivals, can you uh, give us a little little bit about, uh, let us know what's so special about Stars? Well, Stars is one of the longest-running festivals in America outside of San Francisco, New York, I think just a couple others. So it's really special in that regard. But um, I think that Stars is awesome because we have programming that represents more of just the across the world, different genres. A lot of festivals kind of are niche festivals that you're talking about that are just going to be one thing or another, which isn't a bad thing, but we really try to represent all different types of cinema. And plus, our festival is really just the most fun of any festival <laughs> I've been to. We really know how to have a good time, have fun with our guests. So. No, it's, it's a little different than some of the other back-to-school fall festivals that are sort of like the, the farmer's market for what's going to be on the Oscars. Because uh, it, it comes in a little later than all the others, like Venice, Telluride, Toronto. Those, those come in a little earlier in the summer. That's sort of where people are shopping for what's going to go to the Academy Awards. It seems like stars is just late enough that that doesn't happen is that that it gets to enjoy film a little more and there's less pressure for what's going to be the next oscar hit is that right yeah i mean those festivals are much more industry driven festivals so that's where a lot of deal making is going on with distribution to buy those films and then they get scooped up and put in the oscar race and whatnot but Stars Denver is much more of a regional festival but it's one of the largest regional festivals in america in the sense that it's not I mean, we do have, still have industry representation, but it's much more about the film appreciation, about the community coming out and celebrating. And, and your lineup this year is, like, the biggest ever, right? It's it huge. is. It is the most films we've ever programmed ever for the festival. 250? Is that what I heard? Um, or, yeah, it's or closer to 260, actually. Wow. So, That's yeah, amazing. it's about 50 more films than we did last year, and last year was our biggest year, so we just keep growing and growing how does that um can you take us through a little bit of a process of how that happens how how do these films get selected you're one of the programmers how many of you are there well we have a team um so the i'll just kind of break it down the artistic director my boss is Britt witty and he uh is basically the one that runs the show in the programming department we also have our festival founder ron henderson who is um, semi-retired, but also a consultant, and so he programs a lot of the European titles for us. Um, 
Grit goes to Berlin every year to that festival in late February, and that's where he kind of starts his programming, um, scouting out films there. Then we also have a shorts curator who lives in Los Angeles and um, a documentary curator who lives in Taos. And then we also have just a few other people that help us with our screening committee. Um, there's also another programming coordinator along with myself. But um, we use some people from the UCD campus that kind of mm. help us out because we get so many submissions, over a thousand or so, and obviously we have to watch all of them. So it's kind of everyone sort of takes their share and then we pass them along, you know, up the chain and whatnot if we like them. And then eventually the best ones come out on top. Super tough gig, right? You, yeah, <laughs> I watch a lot of movies. Do you ever get just completely sick of watching films? Or do you ever get to the point where you're like, I can't tell what's good anymore at all? Yeah, I mean, it, when you watch like six plus six plus in a day, that starts to be <laughs> when it's like, all right, I think I'm done. Like, I just got to stop. But I mean, I really love movies. I love watching movies. So it's a pretty perfect gig for me. But it can get like... I'm such a nerd that after the festival, I'll look forward just to watching movies from, like, the 70s, or, like, movies that I want to watch. Like, I'll still just watch movies every day, but it just won't be festival movies. And then I'll go back when I work for another festival and start watching the festival circuit films again. So, Jenny, um, I, you know, Matt was talking about how Stars is, is really a, more about film appreciation, and you... Um, helped start or started the um, Real Social Club. Tell us a little bit about the club because it seems like this really is kind of an extension of that appreciation. Yeah, it all started, I started off three years ago as a volunteer for the film festival working in the PR team. And I, I had just moved to Denver. I didn't really know anybody. And it was my first opportunity to kind of immerse myself in a new culture here. And I had... I would say the best 12 days consecutively I've ever had. And when the film festival wrapped, I was disappointed that this wasn't going to be going on every day in Denver. So my friend Katie Shapiro and I, we kind of sat down and tried to figure out why this opportunity isn't here year-round. And we looked around at other different uh, cultures here, and they had a young professional-type group, and we just came together and created one on our own. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so we, um, Real Social Club is the Denver Film Society's young patron group. We throw nine events throughout the year. It's a membership-based organization. You know, we are a nonprofit within the nonprofit, kind of. And when so, you say young, we're not talking about children. We're talking about young adults. Yeah, all of our events are 21 and over. Uh-huh. And yeah. you just had a really, really big one this summer that our co-host, Josh Johnson, has been raving about since he went to. Yes. Um, I'm really sad now that I didn't go to it. It's, it was at Lakeside. And yeah, what, what we, exactly was we that? Rented, we wanted to create a flagship event um, for Real Social Club. So we tried to think outside the box. All of our events, we try and get more creative we like to call it weirder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we decided to rent out Lakeside Amusement Park, and we got the first ever liquor license there, which took some effort on our uh, operations team as well. So it was open bar. It was f all the rides you can handle. We had DJs, food. It was, it was a blast. And, you know, all the proceeds obviously benefit the Denver Film Society, which puts on events like film on the rocks and we have a great oscar party that we do every year and of course the film festival which is our biggest production yeah 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that sound, that really does sound uh, it was fabulous. Super fun. It was I, awesome. I want I wanted though when Real Social Club first started um, before the big event, you know, like very it's it's been around for about 3 years, right? Real Social Club? Yeah. Um, no, or, I would say it's it's only about a year and a half old. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So when it, it first took some started, time to really marinate what we were doing. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember reading about it and some friends had joined and I, I I thought, oh gosh, that's too, like, I don't know enough about movies to be a part of this. But it's it's not this kind of thing where you need to, you know, have a background in no, film. I'm not, no. not going to be insulted because I like romantic comedies. No, I mean, okay. Gre- <laughs> Grease 2 is my favorite movie. So there's oh, no all right, shame well, in my movie I'm not going to go quite that far. <laughs> no shame here. Um, no, it's, it's just an appreciation of the film and a lot of people who enjoy cinema and it's a fun place to go and meet new people. It's a lot of networking and, you know, it's nice. We have a lot of members who don't have, you know, they just moved here from other cities. And and, so and about how many members do you think you have right now? Um, I think after the festival, we'll have about 250. Wow. Awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. We're kind of in that, uh, age bracket where a lot of pe- our members, after our first year, about 20 of them don't even live in Colorado anymore. So, you know, people are kind of on the move a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Something that's growing. It's really important to the organization of the Denver Film Society because they see it as the next generation of the DFS. So Yeah, that's really fantastic. It's cool. So I will yeah. show up next time then. I won't be intimidated. Yeah, you guys all have to come. <laughs> you should come to the festival this year. We have a really cool package that we put together for everybody. And they can find that on Denver at denverfilm.org. Yeah, denverfilm.org. And look for the real package. The real package. That's R two E L R double E L. We're creative. There you go. I like it. So yeah, let's talk about what we're going to go see at the festival. Ron and I were looking through the local. You know, we talk a lot on the diatribe about you know local film and everything. You know, we want Denver to be this kind of local film mecca. Um, regardless of whether it is or not, there definitely is a scene here. There's there are a lot of talented people making movies, whether it's here or elsewhere. They're Colorado associated with Colorado somehow. Um, so we took a look at the full length features uh, that are in the um, in in the local section this year. What it's called, Colorado Spotlight, Spotlight on Colorado. Yep. Um, and Ron, which one which which one stood out to you? Well, well, first I have to say that for the two that I really paid attention to the most were Postales. Uh, and a film called Sacred Science. And it was really sort of depressing for me that these Colorado directors had to go to South America to make their film because the, the conditions here, the infrastructure for filmmaking, is just not where it needs to be here in Denver. And we were talking about this before, that they've just, it sounds like they've just changed the incentive package for filmmakers in July to where things are a little better, but it's still, I, you know, these, both these films look great. And I was thinking... This film could have been made here in Colorado and been just as good. It didn't have to be at Machu Picchu. So I, I pretended to be film critic, and I wrote a little, like, <laughs> fake film review for Postales, even though I haven't seen it. Well, let's hear it. All right, so here it is. Postales, the film by Colorado director John Hyde, explores the classic struggles of cross-cultural love while panning his camera across the majestic landscape of Peru. When postcard-selling Pablo meets 12-year-old Mary, an American girl visiting Cusco while her father seals the deal to build a hotel on sacred ground near Machu Picchu, their sweet, innocent affection for one another is contrasted by Mary's older sister, who just wants to get hammered and go slumming in Cusco's seediest discotheques. (laughs) The external conflicts between tourists and locals are always present. It's one part Romeo and Juliet, one part Crash, a tablespoon of motorcycle diaries, and a pinch of Avatar. 
Best of all, the film is only 80 minutes long. If it's great, you'll leave wanting more. And if it's terrible, you won't feel like you've wasted too much of your own precious, privileged American life on something that actually made you think. Watch out, yeah. David Denby. Yeah. Here comes Ron Hyde. Josh Hyde, you know, I think he did a good job. Based on the preview that I've seen and everything that I've read about the, the film, it really looks pretty exciting. It's it's that classic, like, to struggle between the tourist and the tour, to the people that are being invaded by this, this new sort of invasion where we come to just watch and ogle and take pictures of them and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's that's definitely the one that's most interested in me. Uh, well, Matt, what would uh, what do you think about uh, about Postales, and and can you kind of talk a little bit from there about what else is going on um, in Colorado Spotlight, and and how some of these films are um, are are having an impact elsewhere? Yeah, well, Postales is a great example because it actually has been playing a lot of other festivals around the country and actually around the world. It was in uh, Shanghai and, and Edmonton, the, yeah, and a couple other places, yeah, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's Really, I'm, it is a local film, but I don't think we really even considered it that much. Like, we didn't program it thinking, "Oh, this is." It, a local it didn't film get that special was, treatment, yeah, because exactly, it's a local film. exactly. That was that's, just that's nice a very good sign. Icing on the cake. So, uh, but you know, all the feature length and a lot of shorts. I know the shorts sometimes get looked over a little bit because they're short, but um, <laughs> but we have a lot of great uh, local local short films um, really across the board, and actually, Incubator. Uh, played um, Fantastic Fest in Austin just recently. What is that what, one about? Yeah, what's that about? Um, it's about a guy who wakes up in a bathtub and is missing part of his body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no spoilers yeah. here. <laughs> it's a happy movie. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Fantastic Fest is, you know, the, a genre festival, so it's all that kind of stuff. But um, there's, we have a, oh, and still, really good, or do you, do you want to talk about Still? Uh, well, Still is uh, directed by Amy Knox, and it's uh, about the Clifford Still Museum. Which is here in Denver. I, yeah, this is one that I, uh, yeah, I, I was hoping we would talk about because it's it's pretty significant. I mean, the Still Museum, well, I'll let, I'll let you go ahead and finish about talking about the Still Museum, but I, I'm really excited for this one because I think it has a lot of potential in Denver. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> We're living at the Denver Film Site. We haven't yeah. been there, but I've heard... Um, it's gorgeous. I saw. I know somebody. One of our uh, film critics was over there. Saw a sneak preview. And he says it's amazing. By far the most gorgeous new museum in Denver. Well, yeah. but, uh, and but the film Amy Knox. She's a local documentar- uh, documentarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she. What? What else is she? She did something kind of big, didn't she, for HBO? I, I just read about this yesterday. Um, can't remember offhand. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a, regardless, have you have you actually has have either of you actually seen this one? No, actually, um, they are still completing it, <laughs> so we have not seen it. But it will, uh, I'm sure, it will be wonderful when we all get to watch it during the festival. That was one that I've not yet previewed. Yeah, I think it'll be a big ticket during the festival. Yeah. No, actually, it's sold. I think it's sold out. Or close yeah. to selling yeah. out, yeah. Oh, already. You got to get yeah. your tickets. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's going to air on PBS, though, too, right? I think yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Sure. We'll put some information about that on our website, which is denverdiatribe.com. Not, not to deviate too far from the local scene, but i I got to say, one of the things I really love about Stars is that it seems at this time of year, so many of the film festivals want to get really serious. They, they want to 
show their best acting, but I really love his stars isn't afraid to keep doing comedies. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty exciting for me. So I'm pretty excited about Jeff Lu- Who Lives at Home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, by the Duplass Brothers. Uh, it's a little mumblecore film. For you guys who don't know what mumblecore is, it's, it's you know, being a white 20-year-old uh, post-college <laughs> stoner and uh, <laughs> who doesn't know what he's going to do with himself. Uh, it's that sort of genre. And it, I think that's a really great example of where stars get stuff that other film festivals wouldn't get. I mean, this one's an exception, but is willing to do films that they won't do other places and is willing to do more funny stuff. So it's a lot more fun for people who actually go that are not in the industry and looking for you know, the next great thing to sell. Well, that's a, a, a good place to um, to ask you, Jenny and Matt, um, you know, where what are some of the things that people should, that's probably not going to be on their radar because they're really, like, you know, um, they're not getting all of the attention that the big premiere or red yeah. carpet events are. Can you guys give us just a couple more movies that you think uh, Diatribe listeners should definitely uh Yeah, absolutely. See? Because, like, a film like Jeff Who Lives at Home, I mean, it will come out. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it will have distribution, but uh, but we have a lot of great comedies that you will never be able to see again any other place. One of Jenny and I's favorites is called The Color Wheel. It's hilarious. Uh, it's a little road trip movie about brother and sister who have just the sharpest witty banter back and forth, ridiculing each other. You <laughs> don't see enough brother and sister movies, do you? Yeah, you will see it in this. Yeah, one. you will. Uh, <laughs> you will get your fill in this one. It's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, it's a weird I, relationship, brother. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But what else? I really enjoyed. Um, maybe you want to speak on Gandu? <laughs> oh, Gandu! Another yeah. one of Matt's favorites. Yeah, and it's a real Ga- social club pick. Yeah, Gandu is a special one to my heart. Really had to push that one to get it in there. But it's an Indian film. Um, very off the beaten track. Uh, mostly shot in black and white. A little bit of color in it as well. But uh, it's about this guy called Gandu, which translates to asshole. And so basically everyone just calls him asshole. And he is just the <laughs> butt of the joke, the punching bag. His mom is a prostitute. He steals money out of the guy who's sleeping with her and like crawls into her room and whatnot. And he's a rapper and goes on weird drug trips and it's just very bizarre if you've seen any like gaspar no like enter the void or something like that it's kind of india's response to that so all right very bizarre great well thanks for those tips and we'll be sure to link those um specific films so everybody can see the times on our website um when we post uh when we put up the blog post um now we're going to get into our love and hate it's that time and ron i'm going to ask you to start please i have a loving hate this week um, I, I'd like to hate on the Denver Police Department for keeping things peaceful at the uh, Occupy Denver protests and refusing to use gas or bullets, rubber bullets, uh, completely undermining the premise of our last episode where we said that Denver was the worst place in America to hold a protest. Oakland has overtaken you. Denver Police Department, we know you're capable of excessive violence. Why aren't you doing it now? Come on. We, got, nice. we have a reputation to uphold here. So, now, seriously, thanks for keeping it peaceful, and damn you, you made us wrong. So, all right. Uh, Jenny, Matt, would you care to partake in our love and hate, please? If you have something. something that we either love or hate of the week. Yes. Wow. Actually, I mean, it can be anything as long as it's Denver-related. 
Okay. Well, this morning driving here, I'm going to hate on the all the construction going on the streets. It was awful on, what was it, Market. Just one lane down, tearing it up all the time. Why Why do they wait until right on the cusp of winter to do all yeah, the construction? They Not all just winter, but all, and also in the morning. It's like, why, right. you know, it just it doesn't make sense. I don't understand uh, either. It's it. done during the middle of the night when you're yeah. on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to love on this segment. <laughs> on the love and yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, How about so that? Nice. Yeah, I'll call so up weekly and let's just re-love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to also love. I had a feeling this was going to be a big oh, love, love fest. <laughs> um, because we're talking about movies. Uh, one of my co-organizers with uh, the Hacks and Hackers Colorado group is also... Um, one of the founders of a website called The Realist, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-I-S-T, and it is a curated, it's a user-curated site um, that's everything movies. Um, it's reviews, it's uh, movie news, it's not a lot of Hollywood insidery stuff. They definitely don't do a lot, you know, gossip or things like that. Um, so I think actually the best way to follow them is on Twitter, and it's at The Realist, again, R-E-E-L-I-S-T, um, and you can find that on Twitter. Is that local? Um, it's not local I- exactly, but one of the founders is local. That's so, cool. so um, and, you know, it's, it's user-generated, so you can go in and put it in any URLs that you want to, and then they, that you can't repost something that's already been in there. Okay. So you're not going to see it that way. But I think that's why Twitter is the best way to follow it so far. Oh, definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, just want to quickly let you, let everybody know this week's episode is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, the internet, and radio, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged to build a ju- more just, equitable, and sustainable society. For more information, visit freespeech.org. Uh, again, that's freespeech.org. And a uh, big thanks to WKRPRadio.com, who is uh, live streaming us right now. Uh, you can check us out on Fridays at 9 a.m. You can see this before the podcast comes out. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Thanks, Ron, for that. And then we've also got, um, that's that's pretty much all the time we have for this week. So if you have something to say about today's topics or would like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL, that's Y-E-L-L, or 720-282-9355. Each week, we'll pick our favorite messages and play them on the show. Okay. uh, Again, if you want to check out the Denver Stars Film Festival, visit denverfilm.org. Our theme music is by the band Houses off their summer EP. You can subscribe to Denver Diatribe Podcast on iTunes and Google Listen. And say hello to us on Facebook or Twitter. For more information, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com. I'm Ron Diola on behalf of my co-host, Vanessa Martinez and our guests, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Lord knows, Lord knows I'm one. That's why I'm saying.